Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. No. Why did you do that? <laughs> I just wanted to make it awkward. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast where two seemingly meaningless people talk about very meaningful things. I'm Chris. With me, as always, is Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> See how it feels? That wasn't nice. <laughs> I was so confident. You're, you're like, I'm going to jump in all wily and free. You've made Peter mad. Because with us as well, we've got a special guest tonight. Our first in-person guest on the podcast. Was here last week. Oh, he was here last week. Because <laughs> he cried in the middle of it. He's still here. No, he... But he was, he was in the, like, the sound booth last week. <laughs> now he's right up, ready to interview. Yeah. And he has the hiccups. So oh, no. You might hear that. I can edit that out. <laughs> It'll just sound like balloons popping in the background. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of squirming. Yeah. But he's really cute. He's gotten so big this last... Oh, my goodness. I mean, it looks like... Leslie made the joke that it looks like those children, those newborns in like the movies from the 50s, where they're yeah. like, here's your baby, and it's like this huge child, because like the closest thing they had to a newborn. They did. They were the, all You have big. to find us a child who's already had his polio vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he looks like a, a movie star of yesteryear. Yeah. Newborn. <laughs> but he did. He went from like the fragile looking baby to mm-hmm. like... He, didn't he look like a six-month-old? Yeah, that's what... No, someone else said that today. He was it like was six me. Months old. It was also you. <laughs> it was also uh, me. It. Okay, I remember now. I got this. We're doing real good today. I pay real attention to everything that's said. You do. Well, you have a lot of... I have a lot. You have a lot. A lot of, of irons on. in the fire right now. Yeah. yeah. Many words. It's many fun. Many conversations. So it is. It is. A, it is a real blessing, though. I was thinking about you know. There's a lot of pastors who are a lot of articles about pastors resigning or needing burning out or whatever. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, this is the berries, man. I'm I'm living it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good work. It is. You should be. It's good to be worn out at the end of the day. It's good it to is. work hard. You should work hard as a pastor, just like someone should work hard mm-hmm. who's you know laying pipeline. Yeah. Like you should work. Just as labor, just as hard. Right. And like no one, no one goes to that guy and says, you know, hey. Are you feeling like burnout? Yeah, you feel burnout? You, you want to go do something else? Yeah. Uh, and mine is like a hundred times better because it is, there's a, there's a, like a real joy mm-hmm. in it. I think it's different than others. I saw a quote go by on Instagram. I mean, yeah. On Instagram today from the Femina podcast. Oh yeah. Nancy yeah. Nancy Wilson. And it that, was said, a, that was a great quote. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. That it's not a sin to be tired at the yeah, end of the yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, that to abound in good works is work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like yeah. the Christian life isn't this restful like good works is work. Spa experience. Right? You're created for good works. Yeah. And it's actual work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so anyway, I'm a little little busy, but it's been a, it's a ton of fun right now. Do you hear him? I do. I think it's really cute. It's so cute. Everything baby is cute. Everything about a baby. Their is hiccups cute. are cute. All right. Well, let's jump into tonight's okay. episode. What do you have for your uh, devoted? Thing? I am going to dedicate this episode to homeschool. 
Is that just a dramatic pause? <laughs> Was I supposed to then you were supposed know to gasp. that? <gasps> what homeschool? What, what is homeschool? Um, no, we started our new semester this last week. It's a and ton of fun to start a new semester. I am so fired up to be a learner. We were talking mm-hmm. to the kids about how we really want to get out of the habit of saying we're having school today. Do we have school today? Mm-hmm. Because we want every day to be every a day, day. Every day. You're... Because if education and if learning is not just about gaining book knowledge, Mm -hmm. but about understanding more about the world that God created, whether it's mathematics Mm -hmm. or science or writing, like just the various ways that God created the world, then... And and thus learning about the Creator in that, mm-hmm. then then every day as a Christian is a day where you are being educated along right. those. Whether it's through general revelation or specific mm-hmm. revelation, uh, you are taking in and learning mm-hmm. more and more every day. And, and so as you learn, you are. I mean, if as Rome, if Romans one says is, is true about you know the, the the knowledge of the Lord that we have just through throughout creation, then then, I mean, everything that we do is is allowing us to see uh, more and more about who God is. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a joy to that. Yeah. I used to feel like it was kind of a token thing that homeschoolers said, like, we're always learning and... You know, and that, for some of them it is. But like sometimes right. it is because like, we used to say that, and it was a little bit more of a token thing to make to you say, feel better about missing yeah, yeah. formal classes. Uh-huh. So you'd be like, "Well, they learned something today because we went and made a hospital visit, and yeah, so they learned yeah. how to care for people." But it is true, like when you really get passionate about it, that when we cook, we're learning, like we're learning yeah, we, new techniques mm. about food, and then we're learning about. The Roman Empire, like you, all day long, should ideally be just full up with learning and experiencing new things, and and then getting better at the skills and, that you do have. Um, so I'm just super. I guess it's that time of year. I'm super yeah, fired it's, up. It's a great. It's a great time of year. Uh, Jack is excited because he's learning about hammers. He just walked in with two hammers in his hand. Did you have hammers? Some French you fries. Some French fries. That's a random nine o'clock at night <laughs> request. Yeah, is that what you wanted? Some French fries. I do too. I wish I had oh, French man. fries. Well, hold on, everybody. Let me get this kid some French fries. I got that sausage pizza today. All right. So we didn't give him French fries. Good Went call. with the old staple: marshmallows, goldfish, pretzel. And smellows and goldfish. He just keeps going. And he just keeps going back and forth. Wow. Smellows and goldfish. Smellows and, and goldfish pretzels and pretzels and smellows. And smellows and and... <laughs> so, yep, he's tucked away now with, uh, with that. But yeah, so, I, I agree with you that, that this is a that this time is is just a man, just a an exciting time as you're getting started. And yeah, stuff. and what keeps happening? You'll go to teach a class because. You've kind of taken over the older kids mm-hmm. and the more the more luxury classes. Mm-hmm. And every class, I'm like, I want a book. Yeah, yeah. I just had to order two more books because Leslie wants to be a student in my classes. <laughs> so I'm getting like a a grammar of poetry workbook. Mm-hmm. And am I getting a botany book? No, I didn't. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm in on the logic. You're in on the logic, yeah. So, yeah, we're doing a really good logic class. From Canon Press. Yeah. And uh, 
The grammar of poetry is also canon press, isn't it? Yeah, or Roman Rhodes media, which... I don't know. I, don't, I think it's Roman Rhodes, but... Anyway, anyway I love it. It's love really it, good. It. They're, both, so, they're both really... I've just really been, good. like, super excited to to learn new things, and that's one great thing about homeschool is you get to kind of, like, Teach shore up... on the class. Yeah, shore yeah. up your own education and oh, at a certainly. time in life when you and really that's, care. That's <laughs> what I always tell teachers, like, when they're... When people are considering doing homeschool, I mean, there are multiple reasons that I say you can you can do what they need done in order to get through high school. Mm-hmm. Like you can Definitely. you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you graduated high school, mm-hmm. so either you know the stuff you need to know through high school, mm-hmm. or you see that you who graduated high school don't know the things that you need to know. From the high school that you graduated from. So mm-hmm. why would you send your kids back expecting them to come out of high school knowing, knowing the things? all the things. That they're, like, if you don't know the stuff that someone needs to know... Like, if you are gradu- a graduate from graduate from high school and you, you can't teach, you know, fifth grade English. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that saying? And what makes you think that you putting them in the system is going to make them able to know fit? So you can't mess it up. Right. It's a no-lose situation. Yeah. Uh, and, and that even if you are worried about what you know, like... You're learning it as mm-hmm. you're, I mean, this, the, many teachers don't have to do this because we're teaching, and I'm just talking about the classes mm-hmm. that I used to teach, you're teaching the same material semester after semester. Mm-hmm. And in that case, I mean, you know it. I know what the, this is why teachers always look so smart, because no one asks a question that you haven't heard mm-hmm. the 40 other times you've taught this class, mm-hmm. you know, so... So when someone asks a question, you just spout it right off. And I was like, they're so wise. Yeah. Really, maybe the first three times they fumbled through it. Then, yeah. they, then they started to get it. But you're going to learn. You're going to be learning these lessons as you're going through them. You're going to be getting, you know, shored up a little bit yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that'll give you uh, that'll give you all that you need to be able to teach it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's mine. Oh, yeah, that was yours. Yeah, that's my dedication. My, I've got this cat like right in my face right now. It's you know, so the sweet. other night when you guys were at Bible study, mm-hmm. I was sitting here with Peter and she came and sat on Peter in his lap. So I had the baby on my lap and he had her in his lap. So I uninvited her. Oh, Sorry, Chloe. Uh, my dedication is... John MacArthur. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, talk about a man mm-hmm. who has, one, just been in the news. I mean, I don't know if he's in the news. I don't either. You know, because I, I don't watch, like, regular news. He's in our news. Yeah. But, I mean, the he's been, I think, very patient and gracious. And, mm-hmm. and now he's like, okay. <laughs> This is yeah dumb and unconstitutional. Yeah, and I like that he still has a a cheerfulness mm-hmm. even in his. He it, has it's a, always a great sense of humor. It's always a playful slap. Yeah, that he that he gives back. Yeah, which I think is good. Um, it's confident, but it's playful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just seeing you know even this last week there was a there was a church that had to shut down. Because they had, in two weeks' time, accrued, in California, $110,000 in fines. Mm. The government, because they were meeting indoors. It didn't matter how 
Didn't matter how socially distanced. Did you see that that Grace Community Church, for them to do it outdoors, it would have taken them, I think, 40 separate services to house everybody. Oh, my goodness. Because of California. They're like, you can just do it outdoors. Yeah, people are like, just do it outdoors. 40 services outdoors? (laughs) Like, I mean... This is that's what's so ridiculous yeah. about it, and I don't even. I mean, I'm not going to just jump into my, some of my Christian brothers. You just do it outside or whatever. But, uh, but I tell you what, he's he's really standing up when it would be easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the financial strain on his church, on himself, the yeah, the, and fear, like yeah. I mean, he could end up in jail. I mean, they're threatening. Yeah, you could end up. You months. could spend six months in jail. I mean, they won't. Young. They want. He's not. He's not going to go to jail. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to put him in jail when they're letting. All these other guys out of jail. I think we'll storm the castle if they put. Jail well, I mean, it would just be. Jail. But again, this that all just assumes that people are using logic, and none of them have sat in on my logic class. <laughs> so, anyway, it it's. Uh, I thought it'd be a great time to dedicate it to him. It, it is. That's a great dedication. And it's funny because he was really the catalyst. There was one individual that sort sort of as I was. Growing in my faith as, I think I, I think I was in the, probably about the eighth grade. So it was eighth grade, just reading stuff and, and, and thinking these, these thoughts, theological thoughts. And in the eighth grade? It was. Go ahead. So, so I heard a sermon of his on the sovereignty of God and salvation. And so that's when I really started jumping into, mm. uh, you know, really wanting to see what the word teaches mm-hmm. about stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and getting out of categories and reading, but just wanting to see what does the Bible say about these things. Mm-hmm. So then to have him, you know, sort of in the twilight of, of his, it was, and I heard it on a tape. It was on a oh, tape. Oh, wow. Yeah. A cassette tape. That's uh, funny. I saw it, but uh, anyway, yeah, to have him now in the mm-hmm. quote unquote spotlight. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most people in California don't even know who he is. Right, right. But, uh, but we sure do. But we do. We do. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, thought I'd dedicate it to him. I'm sure when he listens. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll get be a good so, chuckle. so pleased. Yeah. So honored. Yeah. So, what do you want to talk about tonight? I do just want to say in the eighth grade, like, I was, I was, like, religiously watching the movie Clueless. <laughs> Yeah, the eighth grade is when I... So, eighth grade, I'm reading John MacArthur, mm-hmm. R.C. Sproul. I mean, it was just that that That's faucet funny. was just opened in the, the summer of my eighth grade year. Yeah. Because I remember, I remember by the time I was in the ninth grade, I that's when we got a new youth minister. Mm-hmm. And he came... To the church with completely, like when he first got there, completely opposite thoughts of where I was on those issues. I didn't know that. I didn't know that's mm-hmm. why he'd left the church he was at and come. It's the reason he'd left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet the Lord was growing us both on these issues at the same time, mm. which is crazy. And he's the reason we're married. And he's the reason we're married and that we're here. Yeah. In begs. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. That's good, babe. We should be praying for John MacArthur. And mm-hmm. his and and I mean uh, other pastors with him. Would they say you know I don't remember how many pastors in California have stepped up now. And said, yeah, this is this is ridiculous. And and it's not all. I mean that church 
that was fined a hundred and something thousand dollars. They finally had to quit indoor services because mm. they'll just go bankrupt. Yeah. And the, the city has, if you read what the city has said, mm-hmm. they've said there will be no mm. mitigation of these fines. Mm. They will be paid in full. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, I mean, there's not going to be like at the end of this, like, okay, never mind. At least not what they're saying right now. Yeah. Uh, so that's scary to a church to, yeah, to owe a hundred thousand dollars in fines. Yeah. And of course, depending on what news agency is writing about it, like one says, you know, uh, rebellious mega church sort of thing. Oh, yeah, I they did the you. same thing with John MacArthur. Uh, yeah, but they did this with this other church oh, okay, as well. Okay. Yeah, mega church owes well, hundreds I, of thousands. So I googled and, John MacArthur the other day mm-hmm. to see if there was any new news, and there were side by side headlines. One from uh, the Christian Post. Yeah. That just said, you know, what was it? John MacArthur. Did you send it to me? I don't know if I did or not. No, because I think we were in bed. I just showed it to you. But it was just very straightforward. John MacArthur faces whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then the one next to it was like an L.A. paper. It was like L.A. Times. Yeah. Yeah. And what was it? Oh, uh, rebellious. Mega, yeah, rebellious mega church sort of thing. It's very similar. Yeah. I don't think it was rebellious mega church. I think that's kind of what the, this other one said. But that idea, yeah, mega church flaunts, yes. you know, was, COVID rules, very refuses negative. to social distance. You know, just the title, <laughs> you know. And I was like, oh, this is this is so stupid. It is. It's but funny. anyway, so I mean, those are real people's jobs out there, uh, yeah. and real churches. Wanting to worship together, yeah, and having longing. that hindered mm-hmm. by an an overreaction mm-hmm. of a governor, yeah, which is going to really lead us so well into what we're wanting to talk about today. Oh yeah, what do we want to talk the about? Ti- I guess the title of this episode is "Wake Up." No, I think the title of this, I'm, I'm not titling that. This is not going to be our woke episode. Because uh, this is, uh, I would call it the airing of grievances. The airing of grievances. Yeah, this is our, this is our Festivus episode, everybody. <laughs> um, okay. So what do you want to talk about? Well, let's start with the first one. The government works for you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they really need to see... Uh, your finger pointing right now <laughs> because that is this is me gonna, this is me gonna be riled up tonight but then if i ever actually talk to these people in person i'd be like yes sir we'll do what you say sir you know yeah so yeah well i think i think that one thing we have failed to see in you know representation is that the 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 Legislators are supposed to represent us. Right. And maybe since in history we're on Rome right now and mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, sort of the rise of the Republic and all this mm-hmm. and you're hearing about what it was meant to be yes. and what what the American government then modeled it on and it's like that's not what we have. Do you know that's not but it's funny that it's not what we have in almost any branch mm-hmm. of the government. I mean no no branch of the government is doing its job. Mm-hmm. You've got the executive branch that is overstepping its bounds and has been for a while with these executive orders and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, the Supreme Court, which don't even get me started mm-hmm. on what they're doing. The mm-hmm. Supreme Court that has now become the legislative body. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and now you've got governors who are 
we're we're finding out we have not put in place the proper means to restrain these governors because mm-hmm. all they have to do is declare a state of emergency yeah. and they can do whatever they want indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And it it trickles down to the local level. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. There had to be some hard talks in 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 our city about mm-hmm. let's not do let's not let's not keep a perpetual state of emergency here. Right. Uh, and and it is it's 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 sad what's what's going on in in so many places mm-hmm. the, the the government what it is is it's it seems to be more of that nanny state idea mm-hmm. that they feel like the government knows best, but you're the one who voted them in. Right. That they know you're. They're not meant. They're not there you're to not raise hiring you. Hiring them to be your your nanny or right. your your au pair. Yes. Like they're supposed to do what you want them to do. Right. They are not your betters. Yes. Who who are there to oversee your mm-hmm. your foolishness? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're supposed to serve you. They are a public servant. Mm-hmm. They are a servant, and there is not that image of servitude mm-hmm. anymore and not on their side and not on our side it's no, like we're we letting forgotten. them yeah we're letting them do this yes. and then we're throwing so out of context things like romans 13 mm-hmm. and like look you know we're supposed to just do whatever they say mm-hmm. but but that's that's not what they're supposed to be doing. They're breaking the law mm-hmm. in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're the ones actually overstepping what they're uh, legally uh, supposed to supposed to do and, and, and just co- constitutionally and co- contractually mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. And I think, yeah, the people need to wake up and say, they're, they, this isn't the patricians and the plebeians, right? right? This isn't this isn't the nobles and the serfs. Mm-hmm. These they are us. Mm-hmm. They're just us. The only reason they're rich is because they've been career politicians or whatever. We paid them a lot of money, or they're getting kickbacks and handouts, whatever. But they are just us. Mm-hmm. They're one of us that we've sent to speak for us. Yeah. And if they are not speaking for us properly, we need to let them know. Yes. Yes, long live the yes. Republic. You know, I got so fired up when you were talking about Rome and the Republic. Because you, you have corrected me. Do you remember me. what the word Republic means? No. Oh, don't, come on. Don't quiz me. In front sorry, of me. sorry. No. <laughs> I had to take care of the baby, too. Yes, I'm not, true, you know. True. But um, it means, it comes from the word res publica, which means public thing. A public thing. A public thing. Yeah, that's what a Republic Because means. I. You've corrected me a few times in the past when I say we're a democracy. Basically, basically my life has been correcting you. <laughs> when I say we're a democracy, and uh, you're like, no, no, <laughs> we're a republic. No, no, that's right. Yeah, and, and so when you were talking about that, I was just, it got a fire in my belly. Like, mm-hmm. we have to, to wake up to our role in this. We have to be confident. We, it, it, it is no longer time to be intimidated. Well, by, they show, I mean, the great thing about this. The, one of the great things about what's gone on in our airing of grievances is we've seen that the people who run us are all just as dumb. <laughs> I mean, the scientists don't know what's going on. The legislators don't know what's going yeah. on. The the governors, the, the, no one knows what to do. Mm-hmm. They're not these these grand poobahs of wisdom mm-hmm. that, you know, are just sort of... I mean, there's not a lot of Benjamin Franklins out there. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of Thomas Jefferson. There's not a lot... I mean... It's a lot. It's a mass chaos of 
What mm-hmm. do we do? Yeah. Uh, and so they're to realize that they're kind of just grabbing at straws. Yeah. And what happens if they grab a straw that they shouldn't grab, say, put that straw down. Yeah. Because they're just grabbing at a straw. And if they grab it and the polling data is in their favor, they're going to hold on to that thing. Right. Whether they think it's the good thing to do or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we need to say, look, that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. This and isn't wise. And we're if you tell us to do unwise things... We're not necessarily going to listen. Right. Yeah. And so I do think it And is. that's within our bounds because this is a republic. Yeah. yeah. And we need people like John MacArthur. But then to mo- to like mimic that kind of leadership, that kind of bravery, even in our small communities, that uh, you can get together with, with other people and, and, and discuss this and, and, and say... And realize that if you do, all it often takes is one voice. Yeah. To, I mean, that's what happened with, with our city. I was hoping you would talk well, a little bit about that. So, so uh, it, it, our, our city, it came down. The, the question was... Uh, this was back in this, like yeah, May, probably. Yeah. And, okay, what are we going to do about asking everybody to wear masks? And, or mandating masks? And I'm, I did not know that this was going to be the discussion of, of the city council. Let it be noted, I'm a city council member. So that's why I'm, I was at the meeting and, and listening. But it was, it was funny. It was this, okay, here's what the governor says we should do, but we don't necessarily like that, uh, or we're not sure if that's what we should do. So maybe let's mandate masks. And, and all I did, mm-hmm. all I did was say, I don't think we should. <laughs> and I gave my reasons why. Mm-hmm. Especially because the cities around us weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and just laid it out in a fairly logical, reasonable fashion. And it went from everyone saying, yeah, let's, let's do mandate masks to unanimous, let's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if I'd have just sat quietly there, it would have been a, you know, unanimous or three to one vote mm-hmm. to be mandatory masks everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. All it took was me saying... Here are the reasons I've got mm-hmm. for not wanting to do that, mm-hmm. and here's why. And and they 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 listened and said, oh yeah, I like mm-hmm. this. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, and so if you don't speak up though, yeah. If you don't use whatever position you have, uh, even in conversations, to just bring a little bit of logic and reasonableness. That's why you should take a logic class. That's uh, there's. You don't get me started on the value and total non-value of a logic class in today's <laughs> world. The value is you'll at least know what you're saying is logical. The bad but news you is you just said you did you did sway people. The bad, yeah, yeah. So that's what I that's what I also started to say too was that you can you lay it out. I mean, they're either going to listen. Or it doesn't matter what you say, they're not going to listen, yeah. you know? And then you can go, well, you know. I'm... Yeah, but I would say I think more people are going to listen to you in person. Yeah, and in, and times... I will say this, that a lot of your average person are not set in their, yeah. you know, you can't break me out of this mold. Mm-hmm. There are some, thanks mm-hmm. to social media, that will, but they'll normally... They'll normally die on every hill on social media, on social media, but not in person. That's what I was saying. You, you like, meet them in person on social media. They're all this and that and yes. anti this and pro. And then you talk to them in person, yes. especially in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And you see that, mm-hmm. that they're either 
much more logical in person and willing to converse mm-hmm. or they just don't want to be seen as <laughs> whatever. And so they'll just go along yeah. with it. But yeah. So just speak up. Yeah. Uh, and, and like us, some of our family live in a town. They're trying to recall their, their mayor. Yeah. A tyrannical yeah. mayor. And not just them. I mean, they're not the ones. No, pushing. it's There's a, like a whole, the whole it town. It is a widespread. Is going, yeah, no, got a vote of no confidence in this mayor yeah. because of the actions that they've done. And that's totally reasonable. Yes. That's within their right so to do. And it'll I either hope, be successful or not successful. I hope more and more people do that. Don't just sit and think you have to, to follow along with everything yeah. that, that is happening right now. So. Well, that's one area of grievance. Wake that, up. Government airing of grievances. Yeah. Get get waked. Uh, what's another one? Are you that ready you for the next one? What is the next one? You are allowed to have an education. I mean, <laughs> you are allowed. Let's start that again. To have an opinion about mm. about public education. Oh. So. That's a hot topic. It is. Yeah. For some reason, and it always this. I I think that the Lord has blessed me by letting me have spent time in public education, mm-hmm. in the classroom, in various ways, and then also be a homeschooler. Because mm-hmm. for some reason, for people think, yeah, that that gives me the yeah. value to be able to speak to it. it doesn't really. You don't need that. You don't need to have been in something to be able to speak about it. Otherwise, the only people that can speak about it are the people that are in it. And guess what? They're probably well, going to speak against and it. And that's a lot of yeah, things that's, happening. that's what's happening. Uh, yeah. You, I mean, public education is public. Yeah. It so is a public bring forum. Bring it back to point one. Mm-hmm. They work for you. Yeah. Public educators work for you. They're paid by your tax dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the school board... This is the this is the value of something like a school board. So you need more Christians on your school boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school board that determines who gets hired and fired and curriculum and all that. That's really who the school is is working for. The school board can fire. Yeah, and you even pointed out to me like you you could be on the school board just because you homeschool. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I mean, homeschoolers just because you're. Yeah, it's not like to be on the school board that you have to have kids in school. Yeah. There are a lot of people on school boards that have no one in school, but mm-hmm. they have, they're have a dentist. Right. They've got money and influence power. Yeah, same so reason that can... they put they put people on school board the same way that people that Baptist churches put people as deacons. Oh, man. Uh, Don't <laughs> yeah, even. Oh. So, like, oh, hey, you've got a successful yeah. business. Want to be on the school board? Because, you know, anyway, maybe you'll help us. Yeah, so you can be here. investing in your kids here at home. And yeah. in this, the community kids. Mm-hmm. You should. And, and not that you should, but you certainly can. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, we've we've done that. I've, I've done that, you know, any way that we can. But you, you're right. You should be able to talk about is it. I mean, you can't you can't point out facts like America spends the highest per capita. Uh, you know, people always talk about. Education is going down. Education funding mm-hmm. is going down. We are the second highest nation in spending per student, in dollars spent per student. Mm-hmm. Second highest nation behind Switzerland. Mm. Second highest. Our test scores are middling at best. Mm-hmm. Middle of the road. Top in terms of the amount of dollars. So people can say uh, education sp- spending has gone down. And in fact, you can't say it hasn't. Because mm-hmm. if, if they're not basing theirs on facts, because it's not factually true that it has gone down, it, it has education costs. The price that we spend per student in education 
has risen faster than healthcare costs. Wow. And people will lament healthcare and oh healthcare is out of control and these healthcare industries and they're charging so much and it's ridiculous they're taking advantage of it. but no one says well why is public education why is that spending going higher than than healthcare? Mm-hmm. And you can't even talk no, about it. You're not allowed to talk about you're it. You're not allowed to say it because, because then you're attacking teachers. teachers. And, and then <laughs> teachers God bless them. Like teachers, you, I understand that it's not a lot of money yeah. oftentimes. And I understand that it can, that it is a hard, hard. job because yes. having 25 kids in a room that you've got to try, it's an impossible task. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. And a lot of times you're trying to parent. And too. you are trying to parent. One, blame the system for that. The system yeah. has placed you as the parent and that just needs to be thrown out altogether anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and teachers don't jump into that. Quit calling them your babies and yeah. your kids. Those okay, your kids. they're not your kids. They're your students. Uh, and I might know they might have a hard, tough life at home or whatever, but but they're not your babies. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're your they're your pupils, and and you need to you need to you can still love them, but don't call them your babies. That's a little uh, pet peeve. <laughs> That's of a little mine. special, a little special extra. pet peeve of mine because I heard a teacher saying she couldn't wait to see her. Her, her babies at school and was complaining about her actual babies that she had to see them every day. And I just was going, uh, <laughs> my logic is broken yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, you, you're allowed to have an opinion about these things because in order for education to be changed, there's no one in, no teacher, no person that I know says, you know what, it's going really great right now, education, yet you're not allowed to talk about mm-hmm. how to change it unless the, the change you talk about is paying teachers more. Yeah. And I know what that is now. It's a fallacy. It is a logical fallacy. Because you start to bring it up and and the, the response is an emotional mm-hmm. plea about teachers mm-hmm. and how great teachers are. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm not. That's not, that's not, that's not, the, not that's saying, not what we're discussing. Yes. We're not saying teachers aren't great. Yes. We're not saying. Uh, well, I often am saying teachers. And some aren't great teachers are not because great. I knew, I know, I know, and teachers know teachers aren't great. Yeah. It, and this is. Let me let you in on a little insight. Teachers know that there are not great teachers. Mm-hmm. And and yet and 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 teachers friends. I mean, the teachers union, mm. like the NEA, is is one of the most liberal. Like anti-God unions. So if you're a part of that, or make sure if you're a teacher, I would love for a great, you know, godly Christian teachers union to arise. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd probably just all start Christian schools. Uh, they'd probably just end up all getting out of the public school system and creating a different model, which they, which would also, which would might be the great thing that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can have an opinion about public school, right? Just give it. And and even if your opinion differs from ours, even if you come and say, you know, here's how I think about public school, because it's, you can have wrong opinions. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, do you know what I did there? Mm -mm. I said, you can have wrong opinions if you Different from... Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, now gotcha. she's got it. She's on it now. Um, but, yeah. So, so okay. So, yes. You can have an opinion. Yeah. On, on school. It is a public... Public... Endeavor. School. It yes. is a public... It is... Or as many people call it, it is government school. Yeah. And 
we have a Republican government. Like yeah. it is a republic, and we have a voice yeah. in I, in the system. It is not, hey, stay out of it. Let the professionals deal with it. Right. You don't understand. Or stay out of it. Teachers are great. How dare you? Yeah, yeah. Talk about education. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I've just twenty twenty has given me an awakening of sorts about some of these things, mm-hmm. and I was thinking this week. It's almost like I've, you know, we've been living in a Richard Scarry book, like, about, you know, like, busy town. Oh, like, here's yeah. the happy postman, yeah, and he yeah. brings your mail, and here's mm-hmm. the teacher and the school bus, and we all take our lunch pails to school, and it's all beautiful and nostalgic and sweet. And, like, <laughs> this week I was like, these are all government things. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Scarry's propaganda. He's a propagandist. (laughs) But like, I don't have you. There are other places to to do mail. There, there are all sorts of options for school. Like, we can rethink. I, I heard. um, I don't know who it was, but they they played clips of how many times the the left has been saying to reimagine the police. Yeah, reimagining police. The police, and I was like, let's reimagine. More than that, let's reimagine. Yeah, reimagine I mean, education. I mean, yeah, think about. It. I mean, we're we're running this education model that was put in place by people who had less than the godliest of desires mm. in creating a, a a public system that was not meant to educate as much as it was meant to indoctrinate and to socialize mm-hmm. children. That's why when people, you know, they're so oh, afraid gosh. and they don't realize that when they say, "Are your children going to be socialized?" They don't realize that's actually more the purpose of public school. At its founding, than just educating children. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, and it's so funny that. But no one, no but, one talks about. Let's totally reimagine. Yeah, totally reimagine how it's done. Let's go. Let's, let's but go hey, down we're talking about it. We are. Let's reimagine. Okay, like right now. Yeah, we need some like some hashtags to start a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always think it's funny when people think homeschoolers are indoctrinating their kids. Like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. There's a lot of indoctrination going on. I was like, yeah, we are indoctrinating. Someone's indoctrinating your kids. Yeah, everyone's being indoctrinated. Yeah. So. Hey, Jack. What What you got? What do you have? He's, he didn't get a nap today, so he has reached that wild level of sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, he's got a I'm not sure what's in the sack, Jack. What's in the sack? What is it? Um, beans. Oh, really? I'm going to be on the chairs. I'm going to be on the chairs. But it's bedtime. No, I'm going to be on the chairs. He's going to put it in the chairs. All right, hold on. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, he's down. Again. Again. Okay. So anyway, yeah, I think I think reimagining that stuff is uh, so. So let's take about something mm-hmm. like um, even the purpose of education. Mm-hmm. What are we trying to do? Mm-hmm. What's the goal of education? Is it to and and the idea that it's just to prepare people to go to college mm-hmm. or to like that's that's not the purpose mm-hmm. of education. It is to make us aware of. The world that we live in to prepare us for for life, not to put us on the next step of the education train, 
which is to get into college, which don't, don't, I mean, oh. don't even get me started on the idea that that's the goal. And then you send your kids off to four years in Babylon, mm-hmm. uh, after, after letting them, after letting them spend 12 years with Babylonians, mm-hmm. uh, and then you send them to four years actually in Babylon <laughs> being led by Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Uh, and then wondering when they come back and you're like, what happened to my sweet little child that used to love youth group? Uh, but I mean, just reimagining everything and, yeah. and wondering when did I get on this train? Right. No one ever asked me to get on this train and I've set my life or my life has been put on this sort of pathway toward this. And then the next step will be this and the next step will be that. that. And no one ever gets back and either reimagines it for themselves or says, let me reimagine it for my kids. Is mm-hmm. that the train I want my kids on? Mm-hmm. Is that the path I want my kids on? And then why? Who mm-hmm. told me that's what my kids have to do and they have to do it this way and the goal and the purpose? And I mean, it just step off. Just get yep. out of the game. Yep. Get out of the game. Wake up. Wake up. Yep. Get waked. Get waked. <laughs> All right. I love it. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah, what's the next one? I'm I, I one. What's funny is I had no idea what her grievances were. Yeah, I'm just I have a list, secret list over here, and I'm throwing it out and I'm letting him run with it. Are you ready? Yeah. Critical race theory is poison. <laughs> <laughs> Can well, yeah, I get that's 100 percent true. Uh, it, not only is it is it poison, <laughs> critical race theory like is born from a poisoned well. Uh, yeah, there's all sorts of critical race theory is not the answer to the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what makes the God. I mean, when you look at critical race theory, it, it starts off with wrong premises and leads to wrong answers, which is just always going to happen. Mm-hmm. It, it tells you to think about people based on a, the, all these factors, mm-hmm. uh, all these, you know, the oppressor oppressed sort of thing. And that's how you evaluate people. And the Bible comes and says, no, you treat everyone with honor. Why? Not because they're oppressed or not oppressed. You treat them with honor because they're all made as image bearers of God. So you read through Proverbs. Mm -hmm. If you just read through Proverbs, you can see, like, you shouldn't oppress the poor. You you shouldn't even mock them. Right. I mean, so all you have to do is read the scriptures and obey them. And you'll be doing the things that critical race... You'll be good to go. Critical race theory is trying... That's saying they're trying to get you to, but they're not. They're not trying to get you to justice. Because what does the Bible also tell us? That the wicked do not know justice. Mm -mm. They don't. Evildoers do not understand justice. So the idea that we can go to evildoers like Karl Marx and, and then those in his can take his thoughts and, and you go to the Frankfurt School and whatnot to get where we're at in critical race theory, that you can have this idea that everything is about oppressor oppressed. Uh, and that from that, this idea of people in power always trying to oppress people under them. It's always this fight for power. And that that, that then is how you evaluate every human being. Uh that you're somehow going to get a right answer for justice out of that? that you, the idea that you can get to justice <laughs> while denying mm-hmm. at, your, at your most basic level the God of justice is just, it's asinine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, mm-hmm. And it's silly for, for Christians oh. to think that they can follow along with this even or take from it. it would, with it. If it weren't for the world that we're in right now, there'd be no other... You know, quasi, you know, uh, worldly grid that Christians would 
take into view any other area of our lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why... Uh, why this? Uh, they part need of it to is wake a, up. And part of it is a consequence of sin in the past that we then realize, okay, that was sinful, and so we you get this sort of embarrassing feeling of, well, our country did do that, people did. But let me tell you this. Let me let me let you off the hook, America. America just did what every other single civilization did before it, and continue to do after it, mm-hmm. which is to hate people. And to sin against them and to try and rule over them and to conquer and vanquish and to treat people not like image bearers of God. Every civilization everywhere has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, the fact that there's not more civilizations doing that right now is actually the, the more amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, critical race theory isn't going to get you anywhere. Intersectionality which intersectionality is, again, just the idea that uh, where you are in one of those oppressed groups that, you know, you've got your different oppressed groups can interact with each other. So, uh, you know, you can have a, a black man is oppressed, but he's not as oppressed as much as a, as a black woman mm-hmm. who's not oppressed as much as a black lesbian woman. Right. Yeah. So that's, she's like the queen because she's got all these little yeah. levels of intersection of oppression, which then gives her the, the most voice. Um, but anyway, yeah. Critical just, race theory is, is a poison well that's not going to lead us anywhere. It's going to, and, and all you have to do is look at its results. Mm-hmm. If people would just actually look and say, do you think more justice is being done now? Mm-hmm. So the world is listening to critical race theory. Is this leading to anywhere near more justice? Or do you have more chaos, more hatred, mm-hmm. more division, which is exactly what the Bible said would happen. So instead of going, huh, the Bible was right. We should have never listened to critical race theory. People are doubling down mm-hmm. on critical race theory mm-hmm. and acting like, well, eventually we'll get there. Like, okay, the mob thing's not so bad. Uh, the shooting and killing of hatred on both sides. It's, it's all just... They're letting some steam. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just wild. It's wild what we will cling to when we do not... It, it's, it's funny, because we just talked about this today in, in Genesis. When Joseph is interpreting uh, Pharaoh's dream, and, and Pharaoh says that, you know, uh, because of what God has shown you, there's no one like you as discerning and wise in the whole kingdom. Mm-hmm. And that's what Christians need to realize. Mm-hmm. It's like in this, in this quasi-desire to be seen as discerning and wise, we have cast aside the very thing that makes you discerning and wise, which is the words of the God who made the people. Right. Who made us all. Who created this world. If you want to be discerning and wise, go to his word. And if if people were just quoting scripture, see that instead of quoting scripture for justice, they end up just quoting scripture in support of critical race theory. Right. As if, you know, hey, the mobs are turning over tables, Jesus turned over tables. And I'm just going, what sort of weird exegetical (laughs) gymnastics are you getting to, 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 to equate those two things? Uh, But that just shows, like, look, if you'll just go and... And you stick to the scripture. It's not like there's not anything there. There's mm-hmm. plenty there. So uh, much. And to, to call us 
to, to those things. And instead of saying, look, the Bible calls us to care for the oppressed, so we do that through critical race theory. It's the Bible calls us to care for the oppressed, and then the Bible tells us how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. How to do that. And it ultimately leads back to the gospel. The gospel is the thing that will kill uh, oppression, uh, that will destroy uh, racial injustice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what, it's what Jesus himself said. I mean, I mean, we're talking, I mean, if we talk about 2020, you know, Luke 13 would be 2020 in a nutshell. You know, what do you do when an unexpected tower falls on the people? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, or repent, lest you too uh, should perish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you do when a king takes a whole bunch of your people and just slaughters them as if they are meaningless? What do you do when the government seems to not think that this type of people, these Galileans, mm-hmm. their blood, who cares... They're, they're nobody. Let's spill their blood. Mm-hmm. Which is the narrative that people say is, is going on. Now, we can talk about that that narrative is not actually what's happening. But even if you think it is, if you think that if, you, if you've got COVID, like this tower that has randomly crashed into our country, and if you've got this oppression of people, what do you do? What message did Jesus give? Repent, lest you too should perish. And the message we should say is not, you know, hey, let's, although it should be, let's, let's seek justice. Of course, let's seek justice. But the primary message before that should be, what if it would have been you that had died? Mm-hmm. Whether it's died from COVID or died from, uh, you know, the systemic racism, whatever they say. The first, the first, even if, even if they think those things are real, the first response should be, not uh, even are those things real or not real. The first response should be, okay, well, repent because what if what if it did kill you? Mm-hmm. And and that that should be that should be the first the first message that we have, and that, yet that's that's a message not many people are saying no. anywhere on either side. Yeah, on either side, you've right, got, right. You've, you've either got Christians saying it's all a farce, mm-hmm. or you've got other sides saying. Uh, you've got other Christians saying, no, this is totally legit and mm-hmm. buying into it. And I just want to step back and say, hey, world, repent mm-hmm. or, or you could perish. Let mm-hmm. me start there. Yeah. Let me start there. The question needs to be, the argument can be, can we ever go beyond that? Because that's where Jesus stopped. Jesus didn't then say, repent, because lest you, you two should perish. Uh, and then say, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, mm-hmm. let's talk about what we're going to do with Pilot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about what we're going to do to create a more solid infrastructure that can deal with crumbling towers. And how, to, how we can go and have a system of government that will regulate safe working conditions so that a tower doesn't fall on anybody else. He didn't do that. He stops mm-hmm. with repent. Mm-hmm. She should perish. So, anyway. Yeah. That, that's, that's what I would Yeah. And would it's just... It's a good time as a Christian to be clear, pledge your allegiance to the word of God, and just, like you said, say what he says. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think people are trying to to please everyone, you know, and there's a lot of ambiguity mm-hmm. and a lot of vagueness and... I just 
you don't want to, they don't want to hurt people's feelings, yeah. but it's time to. And if you, and, and that's the thing, if you go into it meaning to hurt people's feelings, then you are in the wrong. Like if you're like, I'm going to be nasty and mean, well then yeah, yeah, you shouldn't say it to be nasty and mean. But if, if you speak the truth mm-hmm. and someone takes it nasty as mean when you haven't been, well then like a sparrow is flitting and a swallow and it's flying, a curse it is causes does not alight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as, as Paul said, am I now your enemy because I tell you the truth? I mean, so you can't, you can't control that. Mm -hmm. You can control yourself and say, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to speak the truth in love. Mm -hmm. That's what Ephesians 4 says. That's where maturity comes from, the building of the body. It all comes speaking the truth in love. So I've got to do that. But I'm still going to speak the truth. Mm -hmm. I can't be truth without love and I can't be love without truth. Right. Um, And so it, it seems to be that we're erring on one side or the other a lot. Yeah. Okay. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Do we have time? How much yeah, time? Yeah, we have to have time for this one. Oh, golly. Abortion. <gasps> abolish, comma, full stop. What? <laughs> that, what sort of weird grammar is that? That's just what I wrote down. Abortion, It's comma. time to oh. abolish abortion and quit getting distracted. Yeah, the only answer to abortion is not pro-life incrementalism, mm-hmm. but is to just abolish it. Yeah, and we know and, now that it can happen because we know now that a government can shut down Planned Parenthood, right? Yes, and they can. They can if they can shut down everything like they've done for a virus that right. kills ninety that ninety nine point nine nine percent of the people mm-hmm. will survive. Mm-hmm. Then I mean. They can do whatever they need to, to to shut down the thing that kills all these children every year. Right. And all the while, and while doing this thing with COVID, talking about the importance of life and saving right. lives. So before it's all just a lie. before twenty twenty, they seemed to have their hands tied in many cases. We can't do this. There's only we yeah. can't go so far. And now, I mean, the government. I mean, California can just be shut down. Right. You can't go to restaurants. You can't go. You can't meet on the beach. Yeah, so if you can shut the beach, if you can do all these things, we know now that you can actually... When the federal government is telling you not to. Right, right. Yeah. So... Yeah, the only only answer is is to... Like we talked about earlier... The Supreme Court is overstepping its bounds. Mm-hmm. It is not a legislative body. And mm-hmm. it is legislating in areas like Roe v. Wade. And we need to say you cannot – it's so funny that people say you can't legislate morality. But that's one – that's what every legislation is. It's what we do in, in everything. And, and people are trying to, to legislate morality in saying that, yeah, it is okay mm-hmm. to, to do these things. And so the, the Supreme Court is, is woefully beyond what it was – made to do mm-hmm. and they are they have totally taken out the legislature mm-hmm. uh, they've taken out the executive branch they are saying these are the things we will allow you to make laws and you cannot make law on this even when the law that they're saying is one that is in direct opposition to the to the constitution and the word of god right. which is uh that every person is a person mm-hmm. doesn't matter where they are in mm-hmm. your body mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah, it's just at the abolition of abortion is the only, the only option. Yeah. No more, 
one more law to get rid of one more thing, and and it needs to be abolished and criminalized. Yeah, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. And it's time for us to stop, as Christians, being distracted by even other Christians saying things like, well, you keep talking about that, but do you take care of mothers? Yeah. Like, when's the last time you took someone in? Like, we get so distracted by emotional pleas like that. And then we quit. We lose our voice. Yeah. About yeah. And, saying. And, and what's sad is this is the. This is shows how much we've bought into the narrative that this is the only area the unborn are the only group of people that you can even have this conversation about. Mm-hmm. Because if if you were to stand up and say I think we should quit killing black people, mm-hmm. with the, the idea that someone would go, are you willing to take in an eighty year old black man mm-hmm. and feed them? It's like. Wait, what is that going to do with it? Right. No, I want like, you to stop I killing people. I want you to people. quit killing black six-year-olds. Well, will you, will you take them into your home when they're 75? <laughs> I just I just want you to quit killing them. Yeah. Like, like this, these two do not go to... I'm against the murder. They do not go together. And even if I didn't, it wouldn't be, you shouldn't, you wouldn't go. Even if I don't feed them, you know, when they're born, you think, well, you know, they might have a tough life, so they should die? You should let them die? <laughs> Are you willing to are you willing to feed them and clothe them and even if we're not like that is better mm-hmm. than death. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the truth is it's a falsity cuz we are. Exactly. We are if you go you go to an abortion mill, you stand outside, you proclaim I will take your baby mm-hmm. and raise it in a loving home, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and it's just so Tragic that that Christians have bought into these arguments mm-hmm. and will toss them out. Yeah, like on what the about, internet. What about rape? What about yes. incest? What about? And you can say, look, those are an infinitesimal mm-hmm. number of the abortions that take place. But even if they weren't, are you telling me that? Of course, we we do not support killing the victim. Uh, or or killing the the product of the the work of 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 a father. We don't we don't think because of the father's sin the child should die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I mean that just no we don't we don't support that of course. So whether or not the baby was conceived in rape or incest or whatever, we don't think you should kill it because of what its father did. Mm-hmm. We think you should you should punish the criminal, and I'd say you'd be right to possibly kill the criminal. Mm-hmm. But, but not, not the, the baby. baby. Yeah, and it's just that is like time to. And this is, I think, wake it's, <laughs> I think it's perfect in our COVID world because even the idea of my body, my choice has totally been taken out in COVID, right? Right. right. Uh, my body, my choice. I won't wear a mask. Well, what if your choice hurts other individuals? And I'm like, exactly. And mm-hmm. you point at the womb. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We'll give you freedom until your freedom hurts another individual. Mm-hmm. And I'll wear a mask. If you quit killing those yeah, babies. Yeah, let's have a trade. Yeah, I'll wear a mask every day. <laughs> For the rest of my yeah, life. Yeah, if we make a vow, well, our COVID could be long gone. Yeah, I'll just wear it forever. But it's all part of the same. It is. It's all part of the same. Yeah, incrementalism has not gotten us anywhere. And and pro-life politicians, they need to wake up to it. Yeah. I think there are some good ones out there that just don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some that have just know they can get it reelected mm-hmm. on that single issue yeah because it is a single issue it is it is an issue that should 
that should define who you will or will not vote for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and people can say there are multiple issues. I'm sorry. Killing babies is enough. Yeah, that's it. If you've got someone who says, I think we shouldn't kill babies and you've got someone else saying, well, let's talk about different options. I'm going to go, I'm going to lean to this guy's yeah, side. Definitely. So, but then, then we've got a whole legislators and presidents accountable to do mm-hmm. the promises that they say they're going to do. The things that they say, we love, we love the unborn, will then demand that they can't be killed. Right. Shut down the government for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can shut down the government to build a wall. Mm-hmm. We can shut that. We can defund everything else. Defund that. Save mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of lives. The stroke of a pen. Yep. And then local governors, who cares what the Supreme Court says? Mm-hmm. You say not here. Be a sanctuary state. Other places are sanctuary states, yeah. sanctuary cities. Be a sanctuary state for the unborn. You cannot kill babies in our state. Mm-hmm. And what's sad is there have been politicians who have tried to push that forward, even in very pro-life states, and it's the very pro-life groups who have stopped it. Yep, and that's a fact. That's a fact. I've seen it happen. Yep. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. got to end it. That's the, that's the only outcome that makes any lick of sense. And if you're hearing this and going, what, I've never thought this. Look, I, I was in the same place you were. Yeah. On a lot of these things. And, and just waking up to, to getting off the, the worldview that we've kind of been placed into Mm -hmm. that has just been slowly and subtly given to us and stepping back and just evaluating it and saying, wait, why are we saying this sort of incremental thing is okay? Yeah. I wouldn't say any incremental thing was okay in any other area. Why am I saying it's okay with this area, which is the one area it most definitely shouldn't be, mm-hmm. right? Like the unborn. If there's any, like babies in the womb, if there's any group that should get the benefit of the doubt to being kind and merciful and protective, it's them. Mm-hmm. And yet that's the one group that we just talk oh, and, and talk and talk. Oh, and if you bring it up, people are while like, the babies. you always bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to. Yeah, it's like no one no one when talking about how bad Hitler was, no one when he bring when you bring up the Jews goes, Oh, what with the Jew thing? Right. Okay, he killed six million Jews. Yeah, we get it. We're talking but about what this. about his economic policies? <laughs> right? Yes. Please. And yet that's please. that's become the argument for, you know, uh and and I've had I've had pastors and others that have said things like that, and it's just you just have to, you know. Sometimes it takes long talks, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's a quick turnaround, but but the talk has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was that your last one? Well, it it needs to be. Okay. I mean, I had one more. Pop um, culture is the pits. We all know that. Uh, we're yeah, we're already at. That was my last 15 one. Fifteen minutes. Pop culture is the pits. <laughs> Full stop. Comma question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk uh, about pop culture some other time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, golly. Cuties. Cuties. <laughs> Cuties. Yuck. Going to be a no on that one. That's going to be a hard pass. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, surprise jello salad. I think it's me. Okay. Uh, my surprise. I'm all, I'm all like fired up from that conversation. Really? Yeah. My surprise jello salad is, uh, what is your favorite month? Mm. My favorite month. 
I can well, think of like a month. There's so many that I really love. But I gotta say, I think September is at the... Probably September and December are tied. Mm. Oh, that's tough, babe. So can I, can I say September and December? Yeah. September because what kind of what we talked about in the beginning. It's the launch of a new school year. It's the, the weather is starting to turn. Um, but it's just for us, it's almost like the new year. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels like January 1st. Like we're going to start fresh. We kind of reevaluate our curriculum, our schedule. Um, and it just seems like it's always a successful month as far as, as us really being engaged in mm. learning and I love it. And mm. then December, my word, it's just like, cause it's your birth month and it's you a have month, a month long birthday. It's a month of magic. You're the only one whose birthday rivals Jesus in the month of December. <laughs> Not anymore. Mm. I've given it up. But and, yeah, and yeah, I've totally you really it have. Up. You really have. Yeah, yeah. So like, we've kind of started on December first. I give the kids a special present, and that is, it's all magic from then on. Yep, yep. Until that terrible, awful day when Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. The most depressing day of the year. <laughs> but then you have New Year's coming. It's all sad. It's yeah, all downhill. I'm not a big New Year's guy. I'm just too tired by New Year's. I wish I New just Year's don't care. I wish New Year's was like a week later. I'm so exhausted. Uh, mine's not. I'm just. Christmas. I'm tired in the day. <laughs> and then I just. I'm just not a big. Hey, it's the new year. I'm nor- normally thinking, man. I just quit writing. You know, three years ago, the number from three years ago on my oh, checks. Oh no, kidding! Now I'm gonna have to. Well, I think like um, I wrote 2017 the other day. Did you really? Yeah, that's yep. funny. I did. I did. It, I mean, it was just the other day. I did nine seventeen seventeen. <laughs> and that random. Or it was like eight. No, it was eight seventeen seventeen. Because nine is right now. I've been with my mom before. She made a year up that she wasn't even a part of. Like, you know, like nineteen thirteen. Talking about you and your mom talking about dates. <laughs> you guys missed out on a thirty minute long conversation where they tried to figure out. How old Miss Nancy was when she had Leslie compared to how old Miss Nancy's mama was. I can't even. So Miss Nancy said that, literally said this, I was, she was 71 when she died. She was born in 1925, so you got to subtract 25. And I'm over here, I'm typing, trying to work on a sermon, and I'm like, what in the world? My neuron was And I was like, smoking. yeah, and, and Leslie see? was going, What? <laughs> What? And I said, Miss Nancy, that'd be like saying Chris was Chris was seventy two when he died, but he was born in nineteen eighty one. So he was technically negative nine years old. It's like, what do you mean? I so, and then, I got her confused. And then I you were confused it. about and then you had that moment of me explaining it to you and you go you went, Oh Usually oh. I laugh. You go, oh. <laughs> when she realized that she's been doing something dumb. <laughs> oh, it was um, great. And that happened for like 15 minutes. It was, it was long. long. Yes. Where at first I was typing and I could kind of hear it. And I was like, they're not making any sense. But they can't both be having strokes. You know? So It was. It we, was were, we were just exhausted mentally by the end of that. We I were. wish that was the excuse. <laughs> I wish that I was not surprised at all. 
that you guys were having trouble with that simple arithmetic. Uh, but she's, but my mom is actually very smart. She is. She's good at math. I think I got her, I got it started and then she just didn't know which way was up. So, um, but I was going to say like, I always want to have a big New Year celebration. Like a real swanky, sparkly kind of time. You know, let everyone dress up and have a really good meal. But I am so toast from Christmas. I never have the energy to to do anything. Mm-hmm. So if if we could like kick New Year's back a week or forward a week, give me a little time. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. So let's reimagine New Year's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say you? my month, my favorite month is... Is probably October mm-hmm. or March mm-hmm. because neither one of the like September. It's about halfway through September before it starts really getting cool. Yeah, it starts to transition, uh-huh. but it's not. You're still you're still getting hot. Yeah, on some days. Yes, and you still got to mow the grass a lot. Yeah. Uh, so October, things are really slowing down. No more money. Everything's starting to change. Leaves yeah. are starting to change. It's just really, it's like that first cozy month. Oh, I love it. And then I love spring because like the reverse of that, it's that yeah. coziness, but everything's waking up. It is. So you get so like the fresh. blossoming and the, 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 the grass isn't long yet. So you don't need to mow it, but things are starting to grow and bloom. I was just telling the and, kids about that. We were driving out in the country and Mm -hmm. everything is so overgrown in Oklahoma by this point. And I was pointing that out to them like in March and April, it's green everywhere, but you can see like you can see people's Mm -hmm. uh, property. But by this point in Oklahoma, you like, it's like a jungle of green. So yeah, I love the first signs of spring. Mm -hmm. So pretty. Oh, I like talking about months. It's a good. It's a, that's why I brought it up. It's for you. It's for you. Good months are coming. October. And my seven. fourth favorite month. My fourth favorite month. <laughs> Our son, when he was little, would have said his worst favorites. Yeah, that was always a funny thing. He liked to air grievances. A lot. Yeah. He was a grievance here. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get everyone tucked to bed tonight. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go take care of Jack and get ourselves sucked away but it's good to talk to you guys tonight hopefully you're not too waked up as we go to sleep uh, you're all you're waked probably up. embroiled in thoughts and <laughs> passions and we're like we're gonna grab a, we're gonna grab a smoothie and hit the sack <laughs> yeah. anyway it was good to talk to you guys uh as always if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us at askthepodcast at gmail.com uh like the podcast share it with your friends Let's get the voice of of Christ uh, into this world as much as possible. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.